Hello, and welcome to You Might Also Like, a podcast where you will receive the movie suggestions you didn't know you needed. I'm your host, as always, Luke Spalding. And this week, you guys, we've got two movies with two women who aren't taken seriously in their jobs as law professionals, whether it be because they're too blonde and we're in a sorority, or whether it be because they're a single mom who wears leopard print. Either way, these women go to unmeasurable lengths to prove everyone in their workforce around them wrong and prove to themselves that they can do the job that they started. We've got Legally Blonde and Aaron Brockovich. Let me just start with Legally Blonde and say any movie that starts with this song. On this is a yes for me. Also, any movie that has a Reese Witherspoon. I've expressed on this podcast before how much I love Reese Witherspoon. She's probably my favorite actress. She's just so delightful in everything that she's in. And Legally Blonde being like one of her, probably her most iconic role. I mean, Elle Woods is probably one of the most iconic movie characters of all time. And that's not just me being biased over my love for Reese Witherspoon. I mean, I mean, I feel like the in, I'm sure Elle Woods has inspired many young women to go to law school and become a lawyer. I mean, the influence that she has in this movie, she just basically out of revenge for wanting to get a guy back, she goes to law school. I mean, Elle Woods having the iconic line in the beginning of the movie when Warner, her boyfriend who breaks up with her, first sees her at Harvard Law, and she's like, oh, I totally forgot you go here. And he's like, you go here? And she, he's like baffled. He's like, uh, uh, how do you get in? And she's like, what, like it's hard? That's the most iconic line of the... Also, if you're playing a drinking game while listening to me talk during this episode, please take a drink every time I say the word iconic. I promise you will be drunk by the end of the episode, if not drunk by the end of every episode, because I use the word iconic a lot. And especially when talking about Legally Blonde. But when Elle Woods says, what, like it's hard? That everybody needs to have that attitude towards everything they do. If if people could have that attitude towards things they did, people wouldn't be as scared to take that next step and like try to get that promotion or go back to school or try to learn that new hobby, run that marathon, do whatever you have been on the verge of doing but just haven't gotten the kick in the butt to do yet just how many people watch this movie and just sit at home and think like yeah like what like it's hard why am I not doing that why am I not but yeah like I said she goes back basically if you haven't seen Legally Blonde and you're living under a rock it's just Elle Woods gets broken up with by a lark from Vampire Diaries although I guess before he was a Lark in Vampire Diaries, he was Warner and Legally Blonde, because this movie came out before that show, but that's what I always remember him as. He breaks up with her basically because he's like, I'm going to Harvard Law, like, I need a more serious girlfriend who's not a sorority girl, like, I need someone like Selma Blair. Also, what he ends up dating Selma Blair, and her name in this movie is Vivian Kensington. It's the most, like, stuck-up Harvard Law teacher's pet name I've ever heard in my life but yeah so basically Ella's like well I gotta if that's the type of girl you want I'm gonna become that type of girl and she studies she takes the LSATs gets an almost perfect score she makes a 
admissions video to get into Harvard Law and it somehow impresses the admissions people and gets in. Because what? Like, it's hard. The supporting cast in this movie, though, is everything. I mean, obviously, this movie is carried by Reese Witherspoon because her as Elle Woods is just, like, so ditzy and funny, but also just so... Elle Woods is, like, the most kindest, self-aware, hardworking, smart person. I mean, Elle Woods is fantastic. We all need to strive to be more like Elle Woods. But the supporting cast in this movie, I mean, we've got, like, her best friends, her other sorority sisters who are truly just, like, the ditzy best friends of hers in this movie. They're played by Alana Eubach and Jessica Caulfield. They have a lot of, like, um, slept on, like, really funny lines in this movie. Like, there's one scene where they're, like, walking to Elle's room to talk to her and they're talking, like, yeah, like, I have a really high metabolism. <laughs> and then she says she's studying for the LSATs and they're, like oh, my cousin had that, like, that's where you have a lot of rashes on your body. And she's like, no, guys, like, they're an exam you take to get to law school. I'm going to Harvard. And they're all like, Harvard for vacation? Like, let's all go. We've also got Holland Taylor as one of the, like, intimidating professors at Harvard Law. Obviously, I said Selma Blair as Warner's new girlfriend, Vivian Kensington who is, like, Elle's enemy in the beginning of the movie. We've got Jennifer Coolidge, of course, as Paulette. She's the woman who works at the nail salon that Elle goes to to release steam. And they end up becoming great friends. And we've got Luke Wilson, who is, like, the love interest, who's, like, a guy who I think he just freshly graduated law school in this movie because he works for the Victor Garber, another supporting cast member in this movie. Victor Garber is a professor and he's the one that Elle starts working on his team for Allie Larder's case. I mean, I just keep keep saying more and more and more like big names in this movie because, yeah, we've got Allie Larder as this woman who was accused of killing her husband and everyone thinks she did it because they think just because the husband is older that she was a gold digger and she wanted his money we all know the ending to this movie that it ends up being linda cardellini the daughter and Elle's the one that figures it out all because of after perm care but like i said supporting cast just like to round out the amazing performance of reese witherspoon it is just like the chef's kiss onto this movie as a whole i mean Selma Blair plays, like, such a great preppy, stuck-up law school student. She plays it so well. Jennifer Coolidge is so funny, too, and I feel like she's so slept on as a Jennifer in Hollywood. I don't know if you guys have ever been on FamousBirthdays.com, but Famous Birthdays is wild what they... You can go on and go on, like, see what celebrities have your birthday, and they always rank them in order of, like, popularity. And their rankings are absolutely insane because they'll have, like, so many random YouTube and TikTok and weird personalities way before people like Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, and poor Jennifer Coolidge is fighting with a name like Jennifer in Hollywood because you've also got Aniston, Lopez, Lawrence, Garner. I mean, you've got so many famous Jennifers. But still... Does she deserve to be number 20 on the famous Jennifer's list? Obviously, we've got Jennifer Lopez, Lawrence Aniston, Garner before her. Jennifer Tran, who the hell is that? 
Jennifer Hudson, understandable, is above her. Jennifer Love Hewitt, above her. Jennifer Stone, above her, which is, she was Harper in Wizards of Waverly Place. Jennifer Pappas, who the hell is that? Apparently she's a dancer in Canada. Jennifer Archambault, who is, when you click on her, it just says family member. Whose family member? Apparently she's a mother of a Musical.ly star. Who gives a shit? You're going to put her above Jennifer Coolidge on this list? And then Jennifer ne- Jennifer Erica, who's some 18-year-old TikTok star. Cool. Jennifer Veal, Jennifer Ruiz. Who the hell are these people? And then Jennifer Coolidge. I think that's rude. She did not do the bend and snap and Legally Blonde and date some ancient 90-something-year-old man and best in show and be an evil stepmother in the Cinderella story for this kind of disrespect. But yeah, this, the journey that Elle goes on in this movie, because like I said, she originally goes to Harvard because she's trying to become the kind of woman that Warner wants, which is like a Vivian Kensington type, just like this prissy, like lost, super smart law student who's not a blonde sorority sister who's going to impress his parents at the country club. But that is Elle. I mean... Elle starts to realize she's never going to be enough for Warner and she stops trying to impress him and she starts going to law school for herself to prove to herself that she has value and she's not just some dumb blonde and she wants people to take her more seriously. This movie has a great message to never do things to get a guy's attention. Do them for yourself. If Elle Woods can go to law school, anyone can follow their ambitions and do something that they've been wanting to do as well. Honestly, Elle is a great role model. And she's she's also just a great person. I mean, yeah, she cares a lot about physical appearance, but who doesn't? She still works hard at the end of the day. She dreams big. She doesn't let guys rule her life and affect her decision making. She helps out all her friends. She helps Jennifer Coolidge get the the she helps Jennifer Coolidge get her dog back from her ex-husband, which leads to the iconic line. I'm taking the dog, dumbass. She's loyal to Allie Larder, and she's the only one on the her legal team that believes Allie Larder. Forget about shitty, creepy Victor Garber who ends up just touching Elle's leg and being super creepy. Screw him. He never believed Allie Larder. Elle is the only one who believes her. Allie Larder trusts Elle and tells her her actual alibi, which her actual alibi for not killing her husband is that she was getting liposuction. And in this movie, Allie Larder is like a big fitness instructor. So she's like, I can't give up my alibi because then I'll be ruined. My brand will be ruined. My brand is all over giving like women like fit bodies that you work really hard for. And I got liposuction and, and Elle knows that and she promises not to give it up and she believes Allie Larder and she works hard for her and ends up getting her free of all charges. She helps all the women at the nail salon learn the bend and snap to get men to notice them. Also one of the like one of the pivotal moments in like making a break in the trial is like the pool boy or whoever that worked for Allie Larder. They think that Allie Larder was like sleeping with him or something and the movie has like a moment where he like comments on he's like don't you stomp your little last season Prada shoes at me missy to to l and um that's like her moment like oh, he's gay and like i just love that this like is such an early 2000s movie that has that like 
gay men know designers archetype. Like, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell a pair of Prada shoes from a pair of shoes you got at TJ Maxx. Like, not every gay man knows shoes. That is not a good way to tell if someone's gay or not. This movie got Reese Witherspoon a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. It got Victor Garber a nomination for Choice Sleazebag at the Teen Choice Awards. Very rightfully so. He's such a prick in this movie. It got... It was an MTV Movie Award winner for Best Line for Reese Witherspoon saying to Selma Blair... Oh, I like your outfit too, except when I dress up as a frigid bitch. I try not to look so constipated. And of course, like, you have to love the movie even more when you know the type of preparation that Reese Witherspoon did for the role, which was study with a sorority to so she could, you know, see what they acted like. She went to law school for a day. Reese Witherspoon got to keep all of Elle's outfits after this movie as part of her contract. I mean, honestly, this movie is just iconic. Take another drink. We all knew that this episode was going to come. I've talked about how much I love Reese Witherspoon, and this is one of my favorite movies, so I'm glad that I finally got it off my chest before episode 20 even came. I'm already talking about Legally Blonde. Honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't my first inaugural episode. So so if you like Legally Blonde, you might also like Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. I actually just watched that movie right after I watched this movie. And while it, it's a sequel and while it's not as great as the first one, it's still, I mean, you got Elle Woods fighting for an issue that she cares about, animal rights. So what's not to love about that? You might also like Legally Blondes. I guess that's some weird spinoff movie they did for it in 2009. Um, you might also like Old School with Will Ferrell and Luke Wilson. You might also like Election with Reese Witherspoon. But what I'm going to tell you that you might also like based on based on your liking for a hardworking woman working to prove people's opinions about them wrong in a law setting is Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, Erin Brockovich isn't a lawyer, but she's... Erin Brockovich is a movie based on a real story of a woman who becomes a lawyer's aide, basically, like a legal aide, and takes down, like, a multi-million dollar power company who's been polluting the water in this small county in California with hexavalent chromium. Erin Brockovich, the movie from 2000, it got Julia Roberts her Oscar win... It also got it also had Julia Roberts becoming the first actress to win all the big awards. She got the Oscar, the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the Screen Actors Guild Award, and the Critics' Choice Award. It's got an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 7.3 on IMDb. This movie really is just incredible. I watched it on a plane for the first time like this year. This movie has been out for 20 years, and I just watched it for the first time like earlier this year. I just bought it. I bought the DVD to watch it this time because the DVD was $4 to buy on Amazon or you can rent it and watch it on Amazon for $4. I was like, okay, well, would I rather rent it for one time for $4 or buy a copy and have it to watch whenever I want? I suggest everyone does that because this is a great movie. You're going to watch, you're going to want to watch it again. One of Julia Roberts' best. If you haven't seen it, like I said, it's just Aaron Brockovich is a woman in a tight spot following a car accident in which was not her fault she pleads that her new attorney who is albert finney hire her at a law firm and then she stumbles upon some medical records placed in real estate files and she starts to 
notice how sketchy it all is, and she convinces Albert Finney to allow her to investigate it, and she, where she discovers a cover-up involving contaminated water in a local community, which is causing devastating illnesses among its residents. Also, the way that she gets this job in this movie is literally by, like, yelling at Albert Finney in front of all his employees that she's a good employee. I don't even know. She just, like, yells at him, and he's like, okay, I'll give you a job. I mean, right off the bat, you learn how incredibly outspoken she is. I mean, there's the one scene in the first, like, ten minutes when she meets uh, her boyfriend of the movie, who's, like, this biker guy who moves next door, George, who is played by Aaron Eckhart in this movie. And then she has the scene in that. So I think it's probably one of my favorite scenes of hers in this movie where she, like, lectures him on, like, the numbers that she's got. How about this for number six? That's how old my other daughter is. Eight is the age of my son. Two is how many times I've been married and divorced. Sixteen is the number of dollars I have in my bank account. Eight five zero three nine four three. That's my phone number. And with all the numbers I gave you, I'm guessing zero is the number of times you're going to call it. I mean, right after that scene, you can tell where the Oscar win came from. And like I just read in the plot, I mean, once Erin starts doing some investigating and she's seeing some like sketchy stuff in some real estate files about medical documents. And she's like, why are these there? And she's starting to sniff around and all her the other employees at the law office are like, Erin, do your job, Erin. Stop wearing slutty clothing, Erin. You can't disappear for days on a time. Like, that's not how it works here. You're fired. And then Erin you know, is super pissed, and then Albert Finney hires her back, and she's like, well, if you're gonna hire me back, like, I need a raise, and I need benefits, and she, like, blackmails him into giving her a raise, but she's doing really important work. She's driving all around Hinkley County, talking to all these people, trying to figure out what happened, and she ends up finding out that this huge company, PG&E Power, has been polluting their like water tanks that they haven't been lining properly so that has this chemical hexavalent chromium which I had to look up if it was a real chemical and it is it's funny when you google hexavalent chromium like the second picture right after like the chemical like structure picture is um Julia Roberts like bending down collecting samples in this movie that's how much of a impact this movie made on hexavalent chromium though because you don't hear that word Unless you're, like, a chemist, I doubt you hear that word and think, like, like, oh, yes, hexavalent chromium is one of the valence states of the element chromium. It is usually produced by an industrial process. CRVI is known to cause cancer in addition. It targets the respiratory system. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, when you think of hexavalent chromium, you think of Aaron Brockovich. But honestly, Aaron Brockovich, like Elle Woods, is just another, like, super strong woman who... They're both not being taken seriously in their jobs. They're both very strong-willed, and they have lots to say. And they don't back down from a challenge. They stand up for what they believe in. I mean, I mean, when Aaron says, I don't know shit about shit, but I know right from wrong, I felt that. I really felt that. I, I also, yes, yes, Julia Roberts. Aaron believes that these residents in Hinkley County are being taken advantage of by the PG&E company, so she hustles to help them get the justice and the money that they deserve. She also works really hard to prove that she's more than just a single mom in leopard print shirt who is just trying to put a meal on the table for her three kids, which obviously she's doing that, but she's way more than that. I mean, she's a really smart woman. She's not just a former beauty queen. I mean, there's once you can 
see throughout the movie how much she truly cares about these people. I mean, she's she's on the road so much. She's starting to have her own kids kind of feel neglected emotionally by her. Aaron Eckhart is always stuck at home watching them, and he's starting to feel neglected by her. In the end, it all makes it all works out, and it's all worth it because Aaron Eckhart ultimately sees what she's been doing. But she just has so much. She's working so hard for these people. There's the one scene where the other, like, fancy lawyers come in to, like, take on some of the costs and help them with it. And they're just kind of, like, they don't have as much of an emotional stake in it as Aaron and Albert Finney do. And the this, like, uptight lawyer is, like, there's no way, Aaron, that you remember the numbers of, like, over a hundred, like, hundreds of, like, plaintiffs. And Aaron just, like, looks at her, like, mm, really? Yeah test me like fine and then she like the girl like reads out a name and Aaron's like five one eight six one four three you want to hear her illnesses too like she's got cancer and she's got this and that she Aaron can remember all the numbers of all these plaintiffs and their diseases and I can't even remember where I put my keys some days like Aaron is not only extremely devoted to this case but she's extremely smart the fact that she can remember all this and then like i talked about with legally blonde like on the other end l i mean she believes ali larder is innocent so she works so hard to prove it and she works so hard to prove the haters wrong and she's so prove she works so hard to prove that she, herself to herself that she's capable of doing anything she puts her mind to and aaron brockovich is the exact same way on top of julie roberts getting her Oscar win for this. Albert Finney was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. It was nominated for Best Picture. It was nominated for Best Writing. I mean, this movie was just, this is a really great, timeless movie. Also, the 2000 sunglasses in this movie bring back so many memories. Like, I have so many specific memories to my parents wearing those tiny sunglasses in, like, the early 2000s. And also, the hair journey that you get to watch Aaron Eckhart be a part of in this movie is inspiring his mutton chops and his goatee and his ponytail. It's all just really great. Aaron Brockovich is just one of those movies where if you were to tell a friend who hasn't seen it, like, yeah, we should watch Aaron Brockovich. Like, it's this, like, movie based on a true story about a woman who helps, who works for a law firm that helps take down, like, a company that's polluting water. Like, it sounds like a snooze fest, kind of, but it's just, like, Julia Roberts as this extremely outspoken, confident woman who just swears a lot and says whatever she wants and kind of just, like, cons her way into this job but then does a super good job at it and gets, like, millions of dollars for these poor victims. I mean, it's just, like, very unexpectedly a great movie and you should all go ahead and buy yourself a copy. You can all, if you want to watch Legally Blonde, you can watch it for free on Hulu right now before it goes away. So watch it. With that being said, you guys, rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on social media at You Might Also Like Pod. Until next time, goodbye.